Hi, my name is Nathan Hinkle. I'm the lead pastor here at White Oak, and I'm really excited to kick off our series with you today. Now, saying that someone is full of it is generally not a compliment. Now, what we mean by that is that the it some people are full of is probably bogus. It's not worth my time or belief. You know that there's just something about their words or their attitude or, or their outlook that isn't worthy of having a voice in my life. So I come up with this phrase that says, man, you're just full of it. The question is, what are you being filled with? What voices are you listening to? Is it the voice that will get you to the places that you want to navigate in the next week or year or 10 years? Is it worthy of listening to or are the voices guiding you simply full of it? It's like you and I need to assess that. See, I recall a time when I decided it would be a good idea to take all three of my kids canoeing by myself. They were probably six, eight, and 10 years old at the time. Now, of course, I chose the three-mile trip. However, the bus driver dropped us off, unbeknownst to me, at the eight-mile put-in. So the kids and I were happily canoeing along. We stopped to swim and skip rocks. We stopped and ate the lunch I packed. We stopped to pick up trash along the river. The only problem was is that we never came to the stop. It felt like I was paddling for hours because I was. When we ran out of drinking water and the kids began to complain of being tired, that's when I realized something wasn't right. Four hours later, I pulled off at an input location and waited to see if anybody would show up. Sure enough, they did. A, a bus pulled in to drop off happy canoers at, you guessed it, the three mile trip put in. The guide later told me that the bus driver had made a mistake. Now it isn't fun being on a path when you're not sure where you're headed. Go left, go right, go back, go forward, get off here, get off there. Like anytime you're attempting to navigate a path, there are a multitude of voices. It can be your family, your friends, coworkers, YouTubers, a coach, or an entire community. And they're all willing to guide you. And these voices say all sorts of things. But the one thing they all have in common is that all of them promise, if you listen and follow, of getting you to where you wanna go. Now, there are at least three main questions that I think all of us ask when we're navigating through life. Even if you have never verbalized these, you've probably considered them and attempted to navigate a path for your life based on the answers you receive. Who am I? Why am I here? And how am I to live? Number one, who am I? Now this question has to do with identity. Where do I find my identity? Like what role defines me or what set of successes or failures define me? It's something we all struggle with. Like it's trying to fit in, right? It's, it's looking for a group to, to belong to. It's keeping up with the Joneses or it's that midlife crisis or quarter life crisis, social media pressure. Right? Some research says that adults in their 20s really are now having these midlife crises, searching for identity. So when it comes to your identity, like who gets to decide? Other people? Is it you? Here's the second question. Why am I here? Like this question deals with purpose. See, the second question, why am I here, it asks, like, what's my goal? Okay? Is it my life's goal to, to be happy? Uh, maybe the purpose of my life is to be successful or to stay looking young or just have fun. 
Maybe it's the purpose is, is, is just to earn and save or spend and splurge. Maybe my purpose is to just to simply do better than my neighbor or perhaps make someone else happy with me. See, this question has us wrestle with what the picture of our desired future looks like. So here's the third question. It's a question we all ask. How am I to live? Like, if the other two questions are too philosophical for you, this one's super practical. What should I be about? That's what it's asking. Right now, today, how should I be spending my time? How should I be spending my resources, my relational capacity? Like, considering who I am and, and why I'm here, am I doing the things I should be doing? See, this question gets, gets us to wrestle with, like, who is it that's going to benefit most from my life because of my life? Now, let's be honest. If someone is asking you, who am I? Like, we would never answer that the people around you decide your identity. Your successes and your mistakes define you. Like, we don't really believe that. Like, we would never say that. If someone is, is asking you or me, so why am I here? Like, we wouldn't answer, well, just simply to collect as much stuff as you can and rise above as many people as you can. Like, we wouldn't say that. That sounds ridiculous because we don't really believe that. And if someone were to ask, like, how should I be living my life? What should I be about? Like, we would never say, well, you should be living as selfishly as possible. Or, you know what? It doesn't really matter what you should be about. No, we wouldn't say that. Honestly, that sounds idiotic. See, none of those things truly answer our questions. Like money or popularity or stuff, uh, the right people in our life or the right work I'm producing. Like none of these promises to put us onto the path to fully live life. Now we preach that to our kids. And we love stories and movies which drive home this point. But we don't always listen to or follow our advice really well. Sure, like in our guts, we know that these things don't fulfill us. I mean, we know that. But you know what the real issue is? It's not that we're hypocrites. Like the real issue is not that we're ignorant. Or and it's not whether or not we, we have enough faith. See, the real issue for you and for me, is the fact that somewhere along the lines, you think that you'll be the one. Like, you do. We do. Deep down, someplace, you and I think that we'll be the one to navigate and find it. Like, you, you have just enough faith that you'll be the one of the few, not the statistic of those suffering from some like midlife crisis, but, but you and I be able to hear the voice of pleasure, of money, of success, of sex, of materialism, of the right experiences or the right relationships, and that you and I, you'll be the one to balance it all, find fulfillment, and pull off what most people can't. And if you're really good, you can pass that along to your kids as well. So be honest with yourself. The truth is, we all have quite a bit of faith in ourselves. 
So when I read Jesus's words, so when I come across the things that Jesus talks about and the things he's doing, I don't see him dealing often with people who have faith and people who are faithless. You see, people are our people. No matter where you go or what century you live in, like Jesus just addressed the hearts of people. And every person has put their faith in something. So Jesus's voice speaks to the life questions which you and I are asking right now. So his voice speaks into the places that we are attempted to navigate. Who am I? Like, why am I here and what should I be about? Well, let me show you how Jesus engages those questions. So in the narrative of Jesus's life, written by one of his closest friends and followers, John, John shares with us this moment where Jesus is speaking into the lives of some of Israel's religious leaders. They're known as Pharisees, and he does this in John chapter 10, verse 1 through 6. And I want to read this for you here. He says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Verse 4, when, when he has brought all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Then in, again, in verse 5, listen, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees, they didn't understand what he was telling them. So in order to explain what he meant in more obvious terms, he doesn't abandon the metaphor, but he gets more pointed. So we're going to jump in and pick it up right there in verse 7. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and, and go out and find pasture. Finally, in verse 10, the thief comes only to st steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now I want you to key in right here on that verse, life to the full. And then in verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You see the key for the sheep in Jesus' story in order to, for them to be led down the right path, like that path which promises, okay, a satisfying and full life is to know the voice to follow. We've got to know the voice that we need to follow. And that kind of just leads us to, to our big idea today, the thing that you and I need to hold on to. Here it is. Know the voice which leads to full life. Let me say it again. Know the voice which leads to full life. Like these Pharisees, man, these guys were full of it. And Jesus was calling it out. 
See, they claimed that if people just followed their examples, and if people just modeled their lifestyles, that they would find life in that. And guys, there are people in your life that you see that way. If I could just follow them, I'd find life. See, these guys claimed that if people would just be more religious, that they would find life in that. They also claimed that if they aimed their lives, if people just aimed their lives at a certain set of rules and expectations, that they would find life in that. And you and I do the exact same thing. But Jesus had the audacity to claim that he is the one who leads us to experience life to its fullest and that his voice is the one which will lead us there. Like a shepherd speaking to the sheep just softly and deliberately, when they hear that shepherd whisper into their ears, the sheep will follow him out of the pen because his voice is recognizable. Know the voice which leads to full life. So, can you distinguish between the voice in your life which promises God's best for you and the voices who are claiming to lead you someplace full but really can't deliver? See, a couple years ago, I was with several White Oak staff members and we were out of town at a conference, okay? So I'm driving the rental car, happened to be a minivan, with several of my coworkers with me. Now, when you're navigating through a city that you don't know real well, right? You've gotta rely on someone or something else to tell you where to go and how to get there. So you have your GPS, you got Siri, you got somebody at the passenger seat, right? The problem was we had a lot of strong personalities in the car. And as I was driving, I literally had three GPSs talking at the same time, all of them giving slightly different directions. I also had three different people interpreting those GPSs and like shouting commands from the side and from the back seats. It was insane. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make a decision. You can't make good decisions while navigating down the road with so many voices claiming to know the way. But guys at church, listen, that's exactly what you and I have been doing. You do it when you plan for your future. You let a multitude of voices in. You do it when you give in to the pressure of, of social media and the pressure of your friends. Now, we do it when, when we make purchases. We do it when we decide how to plan our calendar. You do it when you trust your religious traditions. Like You do it when you allow your boyfriend or your boss or your girlfriend or your family tell you what you should be doing. It's a multitude of voices. And it doesn't make sense when you're driving in unfamiliar places, so why does it make sense for the most important questions in your life? See, Jesus promises that his voice, his words, will lead us to a rich and satisfying full life. To, to avoid the, the lies and the misleading voices of those who promise much but deliver little. See, our Heavenly Father gives us this roadmap. So I want to share it with you today. Here's how you follow the voice to full life. Listen to him call your name. That's the first thing, guys, is you just listen to our Heavenly Father call your name. See, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. That's what Jesus says in John 10, 3. 
See, we are known by God. Like our relationship with God is personal and it's intimate. And you have to know what your father's voice sounds like in order to follow it. Now, it's not always the loudest voice in your life, but there's going to be a lot of others. But his is the only one who knows who you really are. When the other voices say that you're successful, when the other voices say you're important, when they say you're smart or you're worthless or or you're good enough or you're not good enough, when the other voices say you're popular or you're a failure or what you should be, his voice says that you're loved and you're worth it and you're mine. See, his truth is spoken to you through his word. And you have to train yourself to hear his voice, to recognize it, to follow it, to keep going back to it in the middle of your noisy life. You have to hear him call to you and and speak into you identity and purpose and mission. He will not force you to listen. You have to lean in and recognize his voice call to you. So here's the second thing that will get you to full life. Let him go ahead of you. Man, when he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. That's what Jesus says in verse four. See, we aren't alone. We are not left wandering. We have a direction. And you, we, we gotta quit running ahead with, with our own plans, answering the most important questions in our life on our own. And just then they're just simply like turning to God and asking him to bless our plans and then being ticked off when it doesn't turn out the way we wanted it. Man, he's gone ahead of us. He's out front. And we've got to take deeper steps of trust and obedience, following him moment by moment, day by day. It's a decision we daily make. Now, we often feel alone or wandering because we don't obey the one true voice calling us to take the next step forward. Here's the third thing to be experiencing beyond the path to full life, and that is to experience his freedom. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. That was verse nine. See, we don't need to spend one more day searching. We have forgiveness and assurance from our dad in heaven. See, when Jesus went to the cross, He gave up his life for us so that we don't have to battle through all of these noisy voices, the the misguiding voices and the clutter in order to find our answers for life. Like we are his forever. We are free from searching and from not knowing. And I just encourage you to believe this. And, and to surrender to it and, and be baptized in Jesus' name to find the freedom he offers. See, everyone is full of something. And we have all tried to be that one person who can balance the chorus of voices screaming at us. But rich and satisfying life can't be found there. Now, I'm, I'll be honest with you, you're welcome to, to spend time trying. People have been trying to do that forever. You can go about your day just like you were doing before today. But let me tell you, someone has dropped you off at the wrong input and you don't know it. 
And you may not know it for a while because after all, kind of the path and the riverbank mostly looks the same nearly everywhere you go. But when you don't get to your destination, like you now know the voice you should be listening to. And you have to choose to listen and to follow Jesus's voice, the voice of God, your heavenly father. Know the voice which leads to full life. So here's the thing that I want us to do this week. I'm gonna challenge you to do this week. You need a new gauge for your life. You've been looking for identity and purpose from all sorts of places. But it's like you've been using a ruler to measure the temperature of water or like using a tire gauge to point you to true north along a path. It doesn't work. It never was intended to. You need a new gauge to navigate from. So this week, build new habits into your rhythms this week for listening. You'll have some days when you're not sure what you're hearing, days when you wanna give up, days when the cacophony of other noises is so loud, you feel like you can't distinguish, but don't give up. Lean on what you know is true from the voice of your heavenly Father.